0: All right, mother. Look, I've met someone. We've gone out a few times. What's so wrong with that?
1: No, I'm thrilled you met someone you like. Then why this? Sweetheart, I know girls like this.
0: You don't know, Abby. Do you? I think I do.
1: Sweetheart. Girls like this will give you the ride of your life the next thing you know they're pregnant. She's on the pill.
0: Do you have to throw it in my face? Well, you brought it up. She is.
2: She she says she is.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. Joining me this episode, two of my top five favorite ladies, probably. (laughs) Piper Van Steenwick is here. Shannon Klingman is here. (laughs) We're talking 1997, Rip From the Headlines. Uh, well, old headlines, it turns out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lifetime movie, Too Close to Home, starring Judith Light, who was the, I, I believe, the titular boss from Who's the Boss? Some will say Mona, I don't know about that. And Ricky, call me Rick, damn it, Schroeder from Silver Spoons. This is during the era when, it's like a couple years after Silver Spoons is over, He wants to be taken as like a serious actor so no more calling me ricky my name is rick and this is a couple (laughs) years before he like joined nypd blue and was like no i'm grown up damn it (laughs) i don't just ride a train around the living room on tv like i'm a grown man so this is part of that attempt for sure uh what did you guys think
1: you know i like lifetime movies i liked it and i'm a true crime fan my guilty pleasure. I couldn't help myself, but it definitely got under my skin. That's what I thought.
2: I was surprised. I have literally no experience with lifetime movies. I have somehow made it 31 years and I don't, I can't not think of a lifetime movie I've seen. Um, so this was my first plunge into that, but I am a huge life, uh, true, true crime fan and, I was surprised that I was as engrossed as I was I wouldn't watch it again but I was just like but what's gonna happen next though (laughs) like and then yeah after the movie I had to look up the case and I was shocked to see like yeah ripped from a headline a long time ago (laughs) a very long time ago
0: yeah the, the 60s right the 50s, I think. Late 50s. Yeah, so it is yeah. a true story. It's what didn't happen in 1997. No. Uh,
2: so no. This is a
0: movie that says, fuck a three-act structure, I guess, because my assumption going into this was: okay, I know how this is going to go. End of the first act is when we'll start to see, like, oh, this mom might be crazy. And then the second act will be Escalation until she does something crazy at the end of the second act and the third act is dealing with the No. You get the crazy right up front. Because this Mm -hmm. is... And bear in mind, this is also... There's sort of framing scenes during it, which is her recounting this story to us from her death row jail cell. So this is the version that she's telling. This is her, you know, like... Mm -hmm. Her biased sort of I'm the hero of the story version makes her look this bad. Then what must it have really been like? Mm hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) Ricky Schroeder. I'm sorry. Rick Schroeder is lying in bed (laughs) asleep. She comes in. It's his birthday. She has a giant cake with mint frosting that she has made with a sparkler on it. Shooting sparks all over the house. (laughs) He doesn't seem into it but he's also not like oh my god go away. She puts frosting on her finger and sticks it in his mouth which he licks off of her finger. He then proceeds to go to the shower which she follows him into the bathroom to continue their conversation. This is a grown man by the way. Hands him a towel and when he goes to get out she like he's like waiting for her to turn around and the reluctance with which she turns around so as to not see her grown son naked is (laughs) bone-chilling. Like, she is so like, oh, I guess I'll turn around. Like, this is all real weird and real gross, and this all happens in the first three minutes of the movie, so we're not fucking around, ladies and gentlemen. We're not, like, immediately, you're like, oh, this lady is unhinged.
1: Yeah, I was shocked i was shocked to say the least first five seconds of the movie and i'm like she's acting like his girlfriend this makes me uncomfortable he's uncomfortable
2: yeah and then when i found out how old he was supposed to be it got that much weirder
1: right when you find out he's what he does for a living you're like he's 30 years old Mm -hmm. He's he's a grown man which it's yeah he does not
0: protest enough Like, he acts slightly irritated, but he's never putting his foot down to a degree that he should. And if he had over the years, things might have gone very differently. Who knows? But, yeah, he is a lawyer. He is a defense attorney, an up-and-coming one. Yeah, he's twenty-nine. it's his 29th birthday, I guess. Mm -hmm. He's just... But he still lives at home with his mom. He's trying to get out of that. He's looked at an apartment. He's found an apartment that he wants to get. Which she is very passive aggressively trying to talk him out of. Like there's no reason that he can't stay here. It's a big house. Like I can move out to the garage and you can have the whole house to yourself. (laughs) But we see him at work turning down a date. Like another I don't know, lawyer or secretary or whatever she is comes and asks him out, like, let me take you out for your birthday for lunch. Like my treat. Like she's clearly asking him out, asking him out and he's like, No, I can't because he has plans with mom because without asking she's been like oh i made us reservations at this fancy restaurant so how many times in the past probably constantly he has had to turn down dates and turn women away because something's going on with mom whether he even realizes himself that like oh that's why i did that <laughs> it's bad news
1: yeah the whole apartment thing we'll i'm sure we'll talk about that next but i don't know she I can't remember which scene this exactly comes in, but when she comes traipsing in in his college sweatshirt, Mm -hmm. talking to him about how he should just stay here, that's, I think, when she says she'd move to the garage. Oh my God. But I didn't.
0: It didn't even occur to me that that's one of his
1: shirts. Yeah, it was. It looked like one of his college sweatshirts. That's like.
0: A girl slept over your house and is wearing your oversized shirt, which is usually very cool and sexy. But it's your mom, so that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even real. I didn't even think about that. That's so much worse. And on his desk, when he turns down this lady who asked him for a date, he has the biggest headshot of his mom. It's the only mm-hmm. other thing on his desk. A framed picture of his mom from like glamour shots or like her like professional headshot but it's so big. It's not like, oh, a little, what, a 3x5 or whatever. Like, It's not even 8x10. It's enormous. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like a life-sized photograph of her head. Uh-huh. So she's just constantly watching him. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> mom's trying to put some, she's got some irons in the fire. She's trying to put some plans into action. They have a neighbor lady who I guess kind of, conversation just kind of help them out when they first moved in next door or into the neighborhood or whatever and she goes to this lady's mail mailbox sees that she got her dividend check or whatever which i guess she gets now and again brings this lady her mail and cons her out of this money with this real like oh nick's in trouble he's like way over, like, in, with credit card debts and stuff, and I don't know what I'm going to do, and really psychologically <laughs> destroys this woman because she, and gets her to, without without asking for it, by just manipulating her and getting her to volunteer it to write, to sign this dividend check over to her. Diane is the is Judith Light's name, which she then takes to go and buy him a fancy watch for his birthday. A very intimate watch. A schemer. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know... I'm not a lawyer. I don't know necessarily how courtrooms work, but do lawyers' families just show up in court and watch them work? (laughs) Yeah. Because it happens several times in this movie where either his mom will show up later on, it's his mom and his girlfriend or wife. I don't remember which she was at the time. But... And just sit in court and watch him... I don't know. Does that happen? Isn't it usually reserved for like the family of the victims and reporters? And the... I don't know. I guess I don't know how it works. But
1: I mean, I mean, it happened in *Legally Blonde*, but in real life, I'd sev- I'd say it's severely inappropriate to do that.
2: Yeah, I don't know because it, that's weird. Because yeah, right now I'm uh, reading *To Kill a Mockingbird*, and the, I don't know. They his the lawyer's family was in that too, so I don't know. I don't, maybe it's a trope or maybe it does happen i don't
0: know i mean yeah i guess i don't there's no real reason why they couldn't i suppose as long as they sat there and were quiet but mm-hmm. i don't know it just it's, i guess it never just even occurred to me that like oh i'm gonna watch my lawyer son at work or my lawyer husband do his job i don't know it's weird yeah no one comes and watches the mailman. i want to like, drive around <laughs> behind the mailman and watch my son do his job. It's weird.
1: You'd think <laughs> it would make them nervous to have you sitting there watching them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not helpful. Especially if you got a mom like this. Like if the other, you know, the other lawyers, like, I object, and she stands up.
2: No, I object.
0: You sit down and leave my son alone. <sighs> <clears throat> that doesn't happen in here, but it's surprising it doesn't. He loses in court sort of i guess it's it feels like a loss to him he's defending a guy who was probably innocent probably didn't steal anything was kind of just in the wrong place at the wrong time but he gets this guy the state wants to put this guy away for five to ten years and he talks which was already they that they call that the plea deal and then on but then he gets the plea deal like softened even more like the plea deal is already the soft version isn't it that's how plea deals work (laughs)
2: Yeah, and he just kind of has a little sidebar with the other lawyer, and it's like, well, but what about, like, three to five years? And the other lawyer's like, no eh, okay. Yeah, they're very agreeable. They're like, the statement's yeah. five
0: to ten years, and he's like, okay, but how about you drop this charge and lower this one, and he just says three years in county, and the other lawyer's like, yeah, alright. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is lucky for Mom, because now he's, this case isn't gonna drag on. The case ends at just the right moment for her to take him to this lunch she wanted to take him to so he's upset that he he feels like he failed and the guy's wife is very upset i mean the guy accepts the plea deal but the wife is very like he didn't do this you know he didn't do this and you're sending him to jail for nothing and he is like look it could have been so much worse i'm like i did the best i could sometimes things suck uh yeah so they're at lunch she bought him this fancy watch which he wonders how she afforded but she's like no it's fine don't worry about it (laughs) like no he should have a better idea of how they're financed but we never see her like she has no job we'll come to learn Mm -hmm. what her job has sort of been over the years but at present but he's the lawyer i assume he's paying for everything so really he bought himself this watch in his own mind i don't know where (laughs) he thinks she got this thousands of dollars from um and then, yeah, he's like, okay, but listen, we got to talk about this apartment because, like, it's time. I'm 29 years old. I'm a grown-ass lawyer. I have to live on my own, you know? And she's like, yeah, I get it. I, I understand. And I, <laughs> he's like, I have to be out on my own. And she's like, yeah, I was out on my own when I was 13, living on the streets, not knowing what I was going to eat. It's like, whoa, hold on a second. Where's this? Here's another layer just coming into this. Like, it's part guilt trip. But also part, like, I don't know, it's just a great, like, oh, okay, so you were, like, a street person who, like, made something (laughs) of herself, kind of, or something.
2: Well, and, like, you notice, like, the watch, she had it engraved. It doesn't say, love, mom. It says, love, Diane. Like, it just, it felt...
1: Very intimate. Yeah, very, like, icky. Like, just, ugh. And the way she just kept holding his hands over the table, mm-hmm. like just getting on his side of the table, yeah, she, <laughs> it was too much.
0: She's icky. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention back in the first three minutes, the shower thing. When he gets out and she and he's shaving, and he finally like caves and agrees to go out to lunch with her, she hugs him, kisses. which is okay. But then she also like snuggles into his shoulder and like kisses his bare shoulder, and it's so. <laughs> it gave me chills like it's so <laughs> i'll say this yeah. R- ricky schroeder is ricky schroeder he's fine i mean he's not terrible but he's you know a kid sitcom actor who's trying his best but judith light fucking kills it in this movie her line deliveries yeah. aren't always great but she emotes and does stuff with her face that is really really good <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know some of her expressions and just like the subtle, like when she's talking to the
1: neighbor, like I was legitimately like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, like when she turns and gives her that look and you can tell the old woman is just terrified. Of- uh, yeah, I was gonna mention that
0: and I forgot. Yeah, she signs a check over to her and then the neighbor lady is like, but I need you to pay this back. And she looks up at this neighbor with the most, if, dag, if looks could kill daggers of like, and it's like, whoa. And then the neighbor lady's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know you'll pay it back, so I don't even why I said that. It's crazy that I even mentioned that to you. But it's and she has a couple looks like that in this movie that are, she's really good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So now, okay, so far, mom's a little weird. Okay, a little clingy. She hasn't taken it to an extreme maybe yet. She's about to. (laughs) She's gonna, and and so much worse later on. But she finds out from him where this apartment is. She's like, "Oh, I'll come help. I'll mop floors. Whatever you need me to do. I'm I'm on board with this totally, and I will help you." So she finds out where this new apartment is, and she goes there, finds the landlord, and uh, there's no two ways about it. She bangs this landlord to snake this apartment out from under him, like Forrest Gump's mom getting him into school. Like it's so crazy. (laughs) <laughs> because, and look, and this is just—it's just a land. It's not like some supermodel or something. It's—it's it's an average, dumpy white guy landlord, you know, middle-aged guy. As one myself, here's what he needs to understand, and I understand: if a woman approaches you who you have never seen in your life, and the first thing she does is try to seduce you, sir, that's a trap. That is a trick. <laughs> She's up to something okay you're not just like you're not fabio hanging out in your ladder painting the like what do you think is happening right now do you really have that much like what a fool what a fool
1: it was a different time they didn't know things in the 50s
0: they didn't know about femme fatales oh Apparently yeah not. the 50s you're right yeah yeah but yeah, she comes. She's like, Oh, I've always loved this apartment. I love what you're doing with it. Does, has anybody yeah. taken it? And he's like, Yeah, unfortunate. And she's like, Well, then, you got a minute? And it's like, She's uh, she's done her bl- blouse down just enough so that there's a little cleavage. She does a straight up, the graduate movie poster, like leg <laughs> up with garter belt on the thing, and then stroking his leg and shuts the apartment door. She's like, You got a minute? And shuts the apartment door. Like, Wow this movie and 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 this is what the 15 minute mark of the movie maybe 10 like we're already this should be the last thing that happens in the movie this is how crazy she should get but it's not yeah so she comes back home he's packing and she's like oh what's going on because she thought in her head like oh if i take this apartment he's just gonna like say fuck it and stay here and he's like i'm going to stay at my buddy's house because i don't the apartment fell through and she's like and yeah, this is when they have the discussion of like, no, I'll move out to the garage and have the whole... Like, you don't have to go. And he's like, yeah, I really do though, because mom, I am a grown up. And he has a line, I don't remember if it's here or later on, it is here, where he says, you make it sound like we're breaking up.
2: hmm
0: Which is maybe the most insightful thing he will ever figure out in this movie. Like, yes, run with that feeling. Something's not right here. Look, I understand. I love my mom, but... Dude, you gotta... Like, you're a lawyer. You're smart enough to make it through law school. You have to see what's going on here. You have what is to it? know this is not... None of this is cool.
1: What is it? Cut the apron strings? Is that what people say? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A little bit of that could help. Could have helped. And I get it that, like, thing. you
0: watched her, like, you know, struggle to raise you and get by and put you through law school and you feel like you owe her something but you you don't owe her this <laughs> respect you admiration you, you know whatever but it's it's, it's banana not. stuff and and like any breakup with a mentally unstable person uh her response to him leaving is to run into her bedroom hork down a bottle of pills <laughs> and start chugging vodka <laughs> so he has to run in and try to like make her throw up but the ambulance comes to take her away so she has successfully derailed his moving out and given him a bunch of guilt with this very manipulative suicide attempt which of course she didn't mean she's just trying to get his attention and keep him around which is not that's not a statement i'm making about these things in general but in this specific movie in this specific situation that's what's happening now at the her nurse at the hospital is named abby and she comes out and talks to Nick. I'm sorry, Nikki. She will not only does she only call her grown son Nikki. She will correct other people. Anyone who calls him Nick, she's like <clears throat> Nikki. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> that is so crazy. But the nurse comes out and is like, you know, hey, are you alright? Has she ever done anything like this before? And I don't remember if he says yes or no, but it's kind of a maybe. <laughs>
2: yeah like he doesn't really want to answer it then you get the feeling like she maybe hasn't done this exact thing but something very similar like on the cusp
1: and his his reaction is totally that of an abused person he was like no it was my fault i i pushed her i i went too far this time it was my fault it was you know yeah like
0: yeah and she's like has she ever like has she ever talked to anybody and he's like she talks to me and she's like no no no, no. <laughs> i mean like a, like a shrink like a counselor someone and he's like no it's just me all she has is me and the nurse is like well that's not true or healthy or good but okay <laughs> like and then the nurse a sweetheart who has learned that it's his birthday brings him See, there's, there's the, this is more subtle. It's not a giant cake with a giant sparkler on top when you're trying to sleep. It's a little cupcake with a little candle in it. And it's a nice little moment, and sort of the romance has begun. So this is really, she doesn't know it yet, but this is really blown up in Diane's face because she is now, because of what she has done, he has now met his future wife, and that's her fault. So... And you it. can see it
1: on... You can see it on her face when she sees them in the hallway with their cupcake or whichever. She sees them in the hallway at some point, and she just gets this look of jealousy on her face. Like, you can tell it's going down.
0: Yeah, and they're just having a conversation. Nothing's even happening yet, and she's already, like, <laughs> worried about it. So we, the time frame of this movie is very difficult to pin down in general. This is one of those moments, because the very next scene he's coming to the hospital and they just start him and abby just start kissing and she's like oh well we're not a secret anymore like it's fine we're not a secret anymore so what like how is this weeks later months later we don't know we have no idea how long they never
1: they never really say
2: no yeah well and he was kind of like looking around and i was like oh okay because like he doesn't want their his mom to catch them but in the next scene, she's out of the hospital. So I was like, "Oh wait, so wait, why was he looking around like she was gonna catch them if she's already out of the hospital?"
0: Like, I mean, is that maybe that's the constant fear he lives under everywhere he goes? That even if he's talking to a girl, he has to look like, yeah, <laughs> it's like the peel and the geor- the key and peel sketched. What I I said, bitch, and then he stopped and looked. It's like that. That's his entire yeah. life is just like. Checking to make sure she's not looking. Because, yeah, it has to be, if she's already at the hospital, it's, well, and if they've advanced to kissing, like, they're they're boyfriend and girlfriend now. So it's Mm -hmm. weeks, presumably, later.
2: Yeah, because she says something about him coming over to her place.
0: Yeah, which sounds like it might be the first time that's happening. But he comes home from that sort of lunch rendezvous with Abby and comes in and Diane walks up. First off, strokes his cheek in a way I did not care for. <laughs> and then says, I smell passion, which is gross. And then she goes, Ew. the perfume, the perfume is what I mean. Hey, that's not what you meant. <laughs> B, just uh, every, his whole thing is icky. I don't like it. I don't like it. And then he's like, is this where he tells her like, yeah, I'm seeing somebody. Like, what? so what? <laughs> it's been, he says, it's been, we've gone out a couple times. Well, I think it's more than that.
1: Like every... Every time something gross happened, I wrote it down. So I ended up with seven pages.
0: Yeah, but he's telling her, you know, he's explaining that we've, you know, yeah, I'm seeing Spotty. Her name's Abby. You know, he says we've gone out a couple times, which, I mean, it's clearly more than that. So he's downplaying it to her. (laughs) But you you should know you shouldn't have to do. Like, you should be able to tell her what's up. But he's so concerned with her being, I don't know, fragile like this woman's not fragile come on dude and then she says i wrote it down i'm not interested in playing games with you what 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 are you even talking about <laughs> that's such a like that's such a girlfriend thing to say first off and then <laughs> yeah was, it's it just so dramatic you know, it is dramatic and it's inappropriate and it makes me feel not okay <laughs> and then there's a scene where I think Abby calls the house to talk to him and she answers and then like slams the phone down and hangs it up before he could talk to her. Is that what happened?
1: Either that or he was calling her and she hung it up. But yeah, there was like she could hear them arguing and then the phone just hung up. Or like she slammed it down. But it was well,
2: see I thought that um somehow his mom got a hold of Abby's number and tried like calling her. To for whatever reason because she's crazy and he caught her and like they were trying to fight over the phone and Abby picked up and was like what's going on and caught them fighting
0: yeah I wasn't sure I don't know if I looked away to write notes or what I wasn't sure what the start of that was I just know the, the, the point is Abby's on the other Abby is on the other end of the phone and it gets hung up on her in a rude fashion because Diane is doing something that she doesn't need to be doing. whatever Whichever one it was, it's inappropriate behavior. <laughs> so they have a conversation. Well, and she's like, look, I'm just looking out for you because I know how women are. They see a young, good-looking lawyer, and I guarantee you she's going to get herself pregnant, and then you're stuck with this woman. Like That's how women are, which will be an important insight on her part, it turns out for a number of reasons, but and he's like, no, she's on the pill and she says, do you have to throw it in my face?
1: What the fuck are you
0: talking about?
1: I hated that. Yeah,
2: that was such a just cringy, just uh, I need a shower moment. Ugh. Ugh. (laughs)
0: Like, that's what your wife says to you if she caught you fucking around in the driveway you know what i mean (laughs) like can't Uh, you cheat on me in the mall parking lot instead of right in front of our house that kind of you know (laughs) you have to throw it in my face but it's your mom (laughs) (laughs) no thank you abby comes to visit comes to the house to see diane and like look i don't know what's going on here (laughs) but like it would be way better for nick's sake it would be better if like we knew each other and like got along and like you got to know me and see that i'm not like whatever you think i am i'm not that i just am in love with your son and everything's cool and diane plays it real cool you know though behind the eyes it's a very like you know there's a storm brewing there's other things going on but she's you know oh yeah no i i understand you know i i love him too and it's yeah it's good for him whatever next scene is Oh, Diane meeting with the... She's apparently... It's already Uh. happened. Because she's sitting in a private investigator's office. And he's like, look, lady. I looked into this Abby person. She's like the cleanest person I've ever seen. She has no criminal record. She moved here with her family. Great grades in college. Became a nerd. Like, I got nothing. I have nothing on this person. So you're barking up the wrong tree. So she has hired a private investigator to try to dig up dirt on Abby. And fails to do so. And so, her solution a bit of maybe an elegant solution i'm not sure if it's an elegant solution or not but um so she just falsifies <laughs> criminal record and presents it to nick is like look at what i found i'm sorry i hired a private investigator because i was worried and this is what he found and it's like abby's mug shot and this rap sheet of like prostitution and fraud and all this stuff and I don't know where she, where does she get the skills to do this? I guess she's been doing stuff like this her whole life. I don't know. Cause it looks pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Like, where did you even get this? Like, she's faked. She's obviously gotten a. This is where I don't, I don't know about this. Just realistically. Because she has, like, it looks like a legit mugshot. So it's like a straight on shot of Abby and a profile from the side shot of Abby. Where did she get these pictures, these two specific camera angles <laughs> of Abby to fake these? And then puts like the fake mugshot, like height lines behind her. Where'd you get those pictures from? This is before Photoshop. I guess in '97 it's not, but maybe it didn't go like this in the '50s. But
1: seems like kind of a reach. It was just too good.
0: And of course he's like, no, there's no way. But it doesn't. It also doesn't cross his mind that. I guess it wouldn't cross my mind either that she would go to this much trouble to fake these things. And how does does she even have the ability to do this? So there must be something to this. But he's, you know, that's not who Abby is. That can't be true. But he storms off to go and confront Abby with it still. Instead of just throwing it in the garbage and telling his mother to leave him alone. Which probably would have been the right thing to do. So he and Abby have a discussion about it. It Sounds like they're going to break up maybe. Because she's like, of course I didn't do any of that stuff. And it's shitty that you would even like come and ask me about it cause and I I also I don't know what's going on with your mom but it's bad news cause she has to know that like oh your mom made this straight made this up but she does not say that to him she probably should have
1: yeah everybody knows except for him somebody needs to tell him But and even he knows though I was just gonna say even he knows a little but he is in denial Yeah.
0: yeah it could be but he's, and of course, all of this is done in the most melodramatic, you know, acting style and the melodramatic music and, I mean, it's a Lifetime movie and an old one at that. So, you know, <laughs> know what you're getting into. But he's like, no, 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 I don't want to break up. In fact, let's, let's just get married tonight. Let's like run off. Let's go elope tonight and be done with this because that's what I want to do anyway. And my mom's not the boss of me. Let's go get married, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and just to kind of prove to her that, like, no, I'm not going, even if this stuff were true, and you're saying it's not, I want to believe you. (laughs) You know, he doesn't say that, but it really feels like he's still not sure if she's, who's lying. But, yeah, let's run off and get married tonight. And after he proposes, she says, look, I, there's something I need to tell you. I'm pregnant. And because of the, and again, because we don't have any idea of the time frame here, but what I gather is that it's not his she was pregnant when they met right
2: see i'm not sure that's another thing like you don't know how much time has passed
1: and because before everything else happens they make like when when diane finds out they make a point to tell you that the baby's due in seven months so she had to be two months pregnant but she was not showing so she couldn't be more than three months pregnant because she's so skinny that, like, even I don't know, Lifetime movies, details, but she wasn't showing at all. They didn't, like, make her visibly pregnant. So I'm guessing that it was his because they would have been together for at least a month. That's long enough to be pregnant. But she's, I says, think,
0: she's, the reason I think that is she says to him, she says, Look, I would have, I was prepared to raise this baby by myself anyway. And then, like, she's, Sort of saying, like, before I met you, I was ready to raise this baby by myself. And if now that I've met you, I have to do that anyway because we're going to break up or whatever. That's fine. So that's, that's, a, that's what I took from from that.
1: That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. I just thought of it like she thought maybe he would break up with her now that she was pregnant. And she had just prepared to do it by herself because she thought he was just going to break up with her. But you also are probably right.
0: Yeah, it could be either one. There's um, a lot about
1: this movie that doesn't really make sense, though, to be fair.
0: Or it just isn't... clear Spelled out quite enough. Yeah. But Yeah, but she, he's like, I don't care. That's fine. We're still going to get married. But it's also... This is like Diane's worst nightmare. This is exactly what she was talking about. It's like, oh, now, whether she was pregnant when you met and she didn't tell you, or... She's purposefully gotten pregnant with you, like she's trapped you now. It's the exact thing I was trying to warn you about.
1: So, yeah, at that point they get they get married, they get hitched, and they're on their honeymoon. And he calls her from their honeymoon to tell her that they're married. And on the phone, she's like, "Yeah, that' uh, awesome." But in her eyes, you can see her absolutely losing her shit. Like, you can see her losing her mind. And then, but still having a completely even tone, telling him, like, she's happy and everything is fine. See you when you get home.
0: Yeah, things are not fine. (laughs) No. Again, we don't know, who knows how much time has passed, but he's back in court being a lawyer, and Mom and Abby are both in the court watching. And when he's done, Diane comes over, and apologizes to them, apologizes to Abby for I guess for the phone incident was the thing that is like the worst or, thing she's done so far.
1: Or the the police report she did.
0: Oh yeah. Well yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> she did also falsify a rap <laughs> sheet for your wife. Which on one hand, yeah, she's apologizing for, but she's also like Oh, you know, that was what a prank I did. Like she's kind of downplaying, like, no, that is I don't know if that's a criminal offense, but it might be, right? I,
1: mean, that's, I feel like it is. I guess you didn't
0: present okay. it to any legal authority as being real, right. but still,
1: yeah. So she goes.
0: We get a scene. We don't hundred percent know what it's. I mean, you can kind of figure it out, but we won't know one hundred percent for sure what it's about until towards the end of the movie, more at the end of the movie. And Diane is in an alley, and she finds a homeless guy and offers him 500 bucks to like come with her and help her out. He's clean he cleans up real nice. Like she put some time into like he's got a haircut and a shave and some nice clothes on and but they've gone to the courthouse or whatever to annul their marriage. Of course what she's actually doing is she has somehow gotten a hold of <laughs> Nick and Abby's I guess marriage certificate. I don't know how she would have yeah. got this, but Because she's brought it in or because she has to have some kind of maybe she's a master forger with this other stuff she's done, too. But she's brought some sort of documentation saying that her and this homeless guy are Nick and Abby Donahue. And we want to annul our marriage that we just had. It's still within the time frame that you could annul it instead of getting a divorce. So behind his back, she has just unmarried him and erased his marriage (laughs) to Abby. And not even going to tell him about it. Like, just like, one day, I guess he'll find out they aren't actually married. I don't know. <laughs> that she thought that was going to work. Or maybe it's more of a, if something happens, if I can drive her away and they break up, she won't be able to, like, milk him for alimony or take take half or whatever divorce things because they're not even actually married. They'll find out.
2: Look at I'm this happy, happy accident. Your, your marriage is annulled, and I did that for you. Like, aww.
0: Aren't you glad I had the foresight to do that before you got divorced? (laughs) It's a wild train of thought. Yeah. And she still doesn't even know about the baby yet. Mm -hmm. That's the crazy part, is that she's gone this overboard just because they've gotten married. Because it's the next scene where he tells her about that Abby's pregnant and she loses her mind because she's like, This is exactly what I told you was gonna happen And now here you are and now you're trapped. And yeah,
1: yeah, because well, first he he gets a he sounds like he's on an unpleasant phone call begrudgingly agreeing to go to lunch, you know. So you think he can't be talking to Abby because he sounds so pissed off about it. So they go to this restaurant and she makes a whole scene when she finds out. And acts like the, like she's, I don't know, all weepy in the restaurant. like she's the one who just got hurt.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like everybody around feel bad for me look at what just happened yeah what
0: happened was you were told you're going to be a grandma which most people would be you know thrilled about thrilled about yeah i'm sure there are some situations where you wouldn't be but
1: those
2: conversations you don't usually end in calling your daughter-in-law a slut right like at the top of your lungs (laughs) no it
1: wouldn't be my first reaction no
0: yeah and he's not like he's over it he's over like arguing about it and he is trying to like put finally put some distance between the two of them but he's still not reacting hard enough like the fake rap sheet thing should have been enough but that yeah when your mother is (laughs) very loudly calling your wife a slut in a public locate like in public man I don't know his reaction is not as strong as it needs to be I feel like (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that shit would not fly with me so now, the real plan, or the f- the final plan, is is coming together. Nick gets a call. He gets home from this restaurant debacle, where he's told her about the baby, and he gets a call from the neighbor lady, Jane, the old lady, to say, "Hey, I saw your mom pull into the garage, and close the door, and I can hear the car running, but she never came out of the garage." So of course, assuming the worst, here we go again, Nick leaves Abby and runs over there to see what's going on. Which she has just used as a distraction to get him out of the house so that Abby's alone in the apartment, there's a knock on the door, she goes to answer it. Well, the, whoever's on the side says it's the police. And she's like, oh my god, the police, what? Opens the door, and it's two guys who grab her and kidnap her and throw her in the trunk or the back seat. One of the two. While Nick is gone. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. I think not. I think not. <laughs> and he get he gets there to find... He opens the garage door, and yeah, the car's running, but she's not in the car. She's, like, in bed, half-passed out from being drunk. So, not he's so slow on the uptake, he's not putting two and two together when he gets home, and Abby's gone.
1: When she doesn't answer the phone, because he said he'd call right away.
0: Yeah, and he calls, and she doesn't answer, and he starts to get a little worried, and then he goes home, and she's not there. But, like, you're... You're a lawyer. I'm not, I'm not saying there aren't lawyers who are dumb. <laughs> I, I've seen them. Rudy Giuliani is one. But <laughs> just, you have to have a, I don't know. I feel like you went through a lot of law school to be getting the wool, getting hoodwinked like this. I don't
1: know. You should be a little smarter than that, buddy. So the hunt is on for
0: this missing woman, the sort of head investigator cop guy, uh, goes back to re-question jane the neighbor because her story doesn't quite match up something but he's like okay it's weird that you said you saw her or that you didn't see her leave the garage because he's looking out her window and he's like but i can see the garage from here and you would absolutely see her walk out of there so what's going on there and jane confesses to the cop like no she diane pressured me and got me to Call him and tell them this thing that I knew wasn't true. Don't know why, but that's what happened. So the cop knows something is up.
1: And well, before that, she starts getting all worried and doing the little the hand thing. She's worried and she's like, she's gonna she's gonna kill me. She's gonna be so mad at me. She's gonna be so mad at me. She says. And then she was like, I thought she just wanted him to be. She just wanted attention. Like you, poor sap. Yeah, she's less
0: she's less afraid of lying to the police than she is of upsetting the na- her neighbor. Should tell you something.
2: Yeah, well, and then she does. She says she's gonna kill me, and you almost get that like sense of like, oh no, this neighbor lady actually does have some genuine fear of Diane. Like it's there.
0: Well, she should after that look she got back at the check. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, a headlight out will get you every time criminals look look expired registration taillight out headlight out not using your turn signal you got to be smart about this stuff this is how they get everybody stupid little mistakes like that because mm-hmm. the kidnappers get pulled over because they have a headlight out and what's wh- I couldn't it was what's going on in the back seat there because Abby's not in the car but there's something going on because the cop looks at the back seat is
2: it like burnt up what
0: is
1: or torn up, maybe? But to me, it
2: looked like it was torn up. Huh. Like there a struggle in the back seat.
0: Yeah, that could be. Or maybe even like, I thought maybe like she was in the trunk and she got loose enough to try to like, and she like clawed her way through the back seat. Or maybe. something like, it looks, they don't really explain it and it just looks uh-huh. weird. But it's enough that the cops grab these guys. So they get dragged in for questioning. And then a, somebody out walking their dog, which this happens a lot, too. Because I watch a lot of true crime shows, too. And this happens a lot where somebody out walking a dog finds a dead body. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. And that's what happens here. Abby's body is found, like, in front of, like, a bulldozer or something. It's just out somewhere. And a dog finds it. So now they know that Abby is dead. There's discussion with, well, the cop comes to let Nick know And he kind of knows already, because he's like, well, anytime... Look, if your wife's missing and the cops show up and say, you should sit down. I mean, (laughs) he's not going to tell you, you, we found her, she's outside. Like, anytime someone tells you, you should sit down, you're not getting good news. So, he know he's like, she's dead, isn't she? And he's like, yeah. But Nick's sort of theory that he's developed for him, or it's either him or Diane have come up with, is that... This is revenge for the guy at the beginning that he got the lighter sentence for and the wife was so mad. This is their revenge on him. I don't remember if that's his idea or Diane's idea, but they're trying to convince the cops that that's maybe who was behind this.
2: Yeah, I feel like it was a theory he came up with himself and then Diane just kind of like, oh, yeah, no, that could totally be what happened. Just to kind of cover her own ass mm mm-hmm. oh, yeah, uh,
0: yeah that's what it is because he's she is sort of backed in the corner like she's gonna have to come up with something and then he comes up with that and you see like this sort of internal sigh of relief come over her face of like oh yeah that's a good theory <laughs> like, yeah thanks for filling in blanks for me
1: when she's in there with him and he's working over his delusional theory and she, he crumples in her arms. She starts hugging him. And just the look of pleasure on her face from holding him in her arms while he's just, like, crying, it's in, it's deranged. Like, she just looks so, like, she just is high on the best drug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nightmare stuff. And she also, all, through this entire movie, look, I don't care, you're 29 years old, you call her mom. Stop calling her mother every time. Mother, he calls no, her mother. No, I think that's. I don't like it. I don't like. Yeah. Her. I don't it's like disgusting. that. Disgusting. I don't like her calling him. My little bo- My little boy.
1: Oh uh, yeah. All the time. My sweet, uh... my little dear.
0: No, stop it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: This is not good. But despite whatever his theory is, the police show up with an arrest warrant for Diane because they've got the two kidnappers to crack and say that she hired them to do this he agrees to be her lawyer (laughs) he's hesitant at first but she talks him into it which again i don't know legalities maybe this wouldn't fly right maybe in the 50s but now i think it it would be a huge conflict of interest right yeah Yeah, yeah
1: huge conflict of interest oh yeah and the amount of emotional distress that he's in, like, don't you have to be kind of deemed sane to lawyer in a trial, like? And he's kind of just in a state of emotional distress. His mother is the the main suspect, and he's a lawyer. Like, yeah, even there's if, a number even number if of she things.
0: Wasn't the suspect? Let's say it was just like who you don't want him in that courtroom at all. His boss uh-uh. should be like, hey, man. Your wife was just, your, I'm sorry, your pregnant wife was just kidnapped and murdered, so you've lost your wife and your unborn child. Well, they do say his unborn child, so that, maybe that answers our debate from earlier.
1: They do say (laughs) that. It
0: still sounded to me like, well, I mean, it's still, I mean, it's his child if he's going to raise it, but it still sounded to me like she was pregnant before they met and tell him, because she's like, I'm going to, I I went to tell you, and I was ready to raise it on my own. Anyway, backtracking but yeah his bosses should be like you need to like take a month off mm-hmm. like here's some take some paid leave and go like you know
1: right somebody should have put their foot down over that grief. yeah we're ser- I don't, we're like, certainly
0: not allowing you to <laughs> act as your mother's lawyer when she is the suspect in your wife's like that it, that's insane no
2: yeah like the whole scene when he was interrogating the one the one guy i was like who thought this was a smart idea to put him in a room with the man he thinks murdered his wife who thought that was a good idea like
0: and this is a true story to at least a certain extent so i mean this guy did represent his own mother in court Mm -hmm. in this case so Maybe they were more lax about this stuff in the fifties, but I don't. I don't think even in nineteen ninety seven that this shit would fly at all. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so because there's also he says that like, okay, I'll do it, but like my partner, his friend guy, who's kind of been in and out of the movie a little bit, this other this lawyer buddy, he has like he's the main lawyer on this, and I'm just gonna be there, which we don't see that we don't it's just him like his buddy is just sitting there not saying anything for the rest of the movie so that plan fell apart
1: i think he said that because he initially wanted his buddy to be the main lawyer but she wanted nick to be her lawyer so he said well then he has to be my second so i think yeah, he I was don't. meant to be the second secondary counsel or whatever yeah, he definitely should have helped out, like been a little more hands-on in that though. He didn't yeah. do much.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought he was saying that like I I would be the second. He would because that's, you know, ethically and legally I can't I shouldn't even be in the room <laughs> with you, but anyway. A lot of stuff comes out on the stand and our our boy Nick learns a lot about his mother that he did not know <laughs> when she is on the when she is on the stand. The prosecutor is, yes, uh, is Harry is, Lennox? is Harry Lennox, who I think most recently people probably know from he was in Batman v Superman and Man of Steel and Justice League. It turns out he's the Martian Manhunter, all that stuff. Oh, but he's been in all kinds of stuff. Doll I Mouse, know him from Dollhouse. Yeah, he was in. Yes, yeah, he was in. Uh, when I saw him, movies. I was like,
2: "Yeah." When I saw him, I was like, "Well, this movie just took a turn." <laughs> I am very happy. And, yeah, his performance was very good. I, I loved him. He's he did been. a great job. But he's, yeah,
0: he's really sticking at Diane on the stand. We find out that all sorts of information. <laughs> She's been married seven times, which is news to everyone, us and to Nick. Um, <laughs> she was charged, never, I don't think she ever did jail time, but she was certainly arrested and charged at points in her life with fraud and prostitution and all of the things she accused abby of doing is how she sustained herself over the years she would Mm -hmm. like like she she was homeless at 13 or whatever and came there's also a scene where somewhere in here where she tells nick that like she was sexually abused by her father which i don't even need that in this movie at all but no (laughs) that's a late sort of but yeah i guess it's to help explain why she is the way she is. But
1: I guess in the early in the movie, when she busts out that whole, like, oh yeah, I was on my own when I was 13 on the streets. And and then she kind of does a, when every man tried to get me into bed, including my own father, she says yeah. that towards the beginning of the movie. Right, that but that then earlier. she doesn't elaborate more on it till the very end. And it does seem kind of like random. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but yeah, she would. Yeah, she would do everything she accused Abby of doing. She would either get pregnant or pretend to get pregnant to trap these guys and then divorce them right away and live off the alimony and all the you know, and that's how she's been getting by all these years. We also learned that apparently Nick had, before Nick was even born, she had a daughter who died at like three months old and that is another big part of why she's sort of so warped, the kind of the grief and trauma from that. But it sounds like she was messed up way before that ever happened. So Yeah, definitely. It didn't help, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, and it was her rap sheet that she stuck Abby's photos on and gave to him is yeah. that the other big thing yeah. we learned. So he's, he's having a real bad day. <laughs> <because> <laughs> he's learning a lot in the span of 10 minutes that he did not know and is not good um oh and then here's where he also learns that by the way you were you're not even married because your mother went behind your back and annulled your marriage without your permission or knowledge and so it's not even it's not even your wife that was kidnapped and killed it's just some lady that you were dating i guess because you're not married anymore (laughs) so he has to take all of that in very dramatically knocks a glass in slow motion onto the floor shatters
1: isn't that when everyone just gets so painfully awkward and quiet too. And they're all just like kind of looking at their laps or like looking at around, around and they're like, mm-hmm. cause they don't know what you, what do you do? <laughs> and it's just, you never expect that to happen.
0: Yeah. Awkward. I bet, <laughs> I bet he wishes he wasn't in the room right now. <laughs> like he shouldn't be. <laughs> But, yeah, this is the kind of like, there should be like the reporter in the pork pie hat, like running out of the room into the hallway. (laughs) Yeah. Get me the editor. You're not going to believe it. Like, because this is some scandalous (laughs) shit. And especially in 1950 something, this would have.
1: Yeah. Out of the water. Yeah. Off
0: the place. And she's found guilty and sentenced to death. He's still. Look, I get it, man. You love your mother. She brought you into the world. She clearly went through a lot to get you where you are. But. Dude, seriously? (laughs) Because he's now going to the governor and begging the governor not, or to commute her death sentence. This woman who, I guess she has not admitted it to him, so maybe somewhere in his mind he still thinks that she's been railroaded or whatever.
1: There's a chance, if she hasn't said it, there's still a chance, I guess. But you now
0: know all this other stuff. You know she annulled your marriage. You know like even forgetting the past stuff that you didn't know like that's stuff from her past that was before you and it's maybe not even any of your business and you can't be mad about that.
1: Well, and then But the
0: annulment thing, you can be mad about that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then on the stand, the prosecution in the movie had a first of all way better case. It was a slam dunk, she was guilty. But when the lady lawyer started ripping apart their like and, and um the would you say Lennox, he yeah. was one of the lawyers they started kind of like dissecting how unnatural their relationship was. And it made him freak out. Like they called him up to the stand and he was just all of a sudden thinking of everything and just freaking out. Yeah. We and... skipped
0: over. There's also, they have like the, I guess it's the the psychiatrist or whoever, the the expert that they've called in that they put on the stand and who tears, yeah. Tears Diana apart and is like, here's why their relationship is unnatural and weird. <laughs> Like, here's the ways that it isn't, but here's the ways that it is. And it really makes him, he has to sit and listen to all that shit, too. And maybe hearing it from someone else instead of his own inner monologue for once, lets it set in finding it. Like, yeah, it is weird that my mom is the way she and, is with me.
1: And makes him think about the one-bedroom apartment all through college and the... Yeah. You know. And, they, and the psychiatrist specifically states that it's unnatural but not sexual, but And that it's more like it's just like he's her best friend. But I don't believe that fully either. There are like, there are intimate tones that she has with him. And like, there's a sexual key, even if it hasn't been physically sexual.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what the psychiatrist lays out is that like, this is a sexual obsession, not in that like they have never been physically sexual together. But in her mind, every man she's ever known, she's had sex with. Just as simple as that. This is the one man in her life that she's never slept with, and so it makes him, like, this, like, ideal, Pure, you know? Yeah. But also, she wants to sleep with him? Like, she does. She wants to. Yeah. But she's, <laughs> you know? And so it's this weird conflict in her... Yeah, the, the psychiatrist lays it all out. And that's it's, it's actually really interesting stuff, the psychology behind it, of like, okay, I could... I mean that's fucked up. I guess I can see where she's coming from, like what her headspace is, how this makes sense to her. But, but even after all that, yeah, he's still he goes and he's begging the governor not, you know, to commute her sentence, let her just spend life in prison, to no avail because it doesn't work. And he's, yeah, he's visiting her. It's right before, like minutes before she's going off to the gas chamber. All the little scenes we've had throughout the movie of her just talking straight to the camera of, like, you know, well, this is my story, and I'll tell you, it was her talking to him. And it's treated like it's a big reveal that it's him yeah. that she's talking to, because he's, like, in the shadows of, like, oh, oh, my God, who is she talking to? And then he comes, well, of course it was him. Who else would it fucking be? <laughs> Some reporter we've never seen before? Who gives a shit? So that was a clumsily handled <laughs> bit of business there, but... Yeah. she finally, He finally gets her to confess to him and tell him that, like, yeah, I did it. And her, this scene in particular, her performance is really good Mm -hmm. she's like breaking down and like yeah it's it's very good very believable emotional stuff yeah that's that's it basically and then she goes into the gas chamber and a thing comes up on screen that says you know she was the last woman ever to be executed in the gas chamber
1: well that's what made me think because when they led her to the gas chamber i was like I was like, what year did they even stop doing the gas chamber? Like, doesn't this seem a little late in the game? And then it popped up on the screen right after that she was the last woman. And of course, a real story took place much before the movie did. So yeah, yeah, that's why
0: it's weird to just make it. What you is it cost? You couldn't afford to make a period piece. I don't understand why make the change to modern. You could have just easily told the story as it actually happened in 1950, mm-hmm. whatever. Because right. now you're positing a fictional world in which women were executed in the gas chamber for an extra 40 years. Like, why do that? Right. Because you're telling us this woman in 1997 was the last woman to ever be executed in the gas chamber when it stopped in the late 50s. So I just I don't know why you modernized it.
2: Yeah, well, and some of the other things would have, I feel like they would have been a little more believable, like falsifying records or... um. Being you know, allowed, just some being allowed
0: that... to be your mom's lawyer in court. And... Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Or annulling a marriage with no real, like, identification. You know, just some yeah. of those little things would have been a little more believable in the 50s or 60s. Like, yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> that's yeah. the movie.
0: That's too close to home. Our first, I don't even know if that's, I'd have to look back. I don't know if that's even the first Lifetime movie that I've had on the show. But, I don't know not bad. No. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as it was, lifetime movies go, this is pretty tolerable.
1: It was entertaining. It um, was enthralling even if it was in a bad way. Yeah, it's great. I saw a couple of boom a couple of boom mics. I wasn't
2: expecting that.
0: Oh, I missed that and I usually catch those.
2: Yeah, when uh, Abby comes over for tea and then uh when uh the prosecutor's interviewing the therapist up on the stand. Yeah. yeah. I didn't notice
1: those either. That was a good mm-hmm. catch. But,
2: yeah, I think it's
0: as kind of silly as it all. For such dark subject matter, it still feels kind of silly. And it all feels real icky. But mm-hmm. I think it's helped out a lot by Judith Light's performance. Yeah. Because she's, like, weirdly believable the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah.
2: So, yeah, it's... I don't know. Well, it's and right. I don't know. I like the, the woman playing Abby. I don't know. There was something about her that was just kind of, like, charming. I don't know. I liked her.
1: Yeah, she was sweet.
2: Yeah,
0: she's, like, a sweet cutie face, but
2: also,
1: like,
0: I don't know. Forgetta- she seemed forget, really like, normal. forgettable human being, <laughs> like, which is mean to she, say. She, but she like... just
1: seemed kind of, like, normal. She had, like, yeah. kind of a, just a plain... I really liked her hair, though. She had yeah, very she nice hair. Head, and I like yes. This. <laughs> yes, I loved that.
0: Yeah, that's too close to home. It's that time of the episode when I push the magic button to see what next week's movie will be. Chosen completely random, everything streaming. Pushing the magic button now. Next week's movie is Lilith from 2019. It is on Prime Video and Tubi. It appears to be a horror comedy. <laughs> All right. Be advised, there appear to be a lot of movies called Lilith, but this is the one from 2019. It has a uh, a green uh, demony succulent-looking woman on the front cover art. Like so,
2: Lil- the demon, like Adam's first place Lilith. I would think so. I would think so. I'm gonna watch that.
0: Some kind of, yeah, the description says a succubus, so I don't know. Cool. Looks pretty cheap. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, Lilith from 2019 on Amazon and Tubi. It's your homework. Should you choose to accept it? Where can people find the both of you? We'll
1: start with Piper. Um, okay, well, you can find me on Instagram at Piper, get in My Van PiperGetInMyVanSteenwick and... My Twitter is Piper Get In My van.
0: <laughs> Shannon?
2: Um, on Instagram, I'm GildedGriffin. And then on YouTube, I'm Tonks1989.
0: All right. I am at Heath lambert 78 On Twitter, the show is at ThatSoRandomP2. The show has an email address for whatever you got to say to me, which is ThatSoRandomPod at gmail.com artwork for the show by Joe Humphrey who's at Mr. Joe Humphrey on Twitter. Go look at all his stuff. He is good. I think that will do it for this week uh, on behalf of myself and Piper and Shannon. Everyone, goodbye and have a good week.
1: Bye.
2: Hey.